Welcome to the Witches and Wine audio experience. If someone is doing you harm and you use Pazuzu, you probably want to tell Pazuzu to just give protection and nothing more. Just give him a little <laughs> slap on the wrist, right? Not exactly, like because I... But that's the beauty of the occult, is because we can now take Lilith out of that patriarchy and make her the focus of our magic because really she's about empowerment so if somebody were to develop a super strong relationship with Tiamat or Lilith that then Lilith or Tiamat could also maybe break curses and protect them from enemies the same way Pazuzu can oh, of course of course That's one of the reasons why I really enjoyed reading all three of these books, because the rituals that you lay out. So the first half of the book is history. So uh, the history that Ball just gave us, he goes more into detail in the first half of each of the books. And then the second half um, are very clear, easy to do, accessible magical rituals. It's not like it's going to take... 20 hours and you have to go right. to like and buy some like obscure sort of incense from Madagascar or anything like that. Right. It's something right. that you could easily buy off of Amazon. It's something that any modern person, busy modern person can do. And exactly. it's the rituals that you lay out. It's not just one. It, there's several. I was super uh, surprised to see that you know, because most people who work with Lilith, they're doing it for seduction. You know, they're doing it to be that right. femme fatale. But you don't mm -hmm. have to use Lilith just to be like, you know, like no. Courtney Love. The reason is, is because that's not really what she's meant for. I mean, she's actually, she's actually not meant for one specific thing. I mean, she is... Um, I hate to use the term all-purpose because that's sort of like a – that sort of seems sort of degrading, but it's not. Um, she is like any other deity and entity that we work with. She's not relegated to one thing. You know, it's, 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 it, it, it's almost uh, insulting to her or, or to any entity for that matter. It could be Ishtar. You know, Marduk, Tiamat, whoever, for, or Zeus for that matter. Again, this is the religious inclination trying to box in an entity. You know, to let me go, okay, she's only good for this, or he's only good for this. And and they're not like that. They're, they're actually much more flexible and much more um, open to all of these things. And so 
that's why I, in all my books, I'm pretty sp pretty clear that we can work with these energies in many different ways. And, and I use the analogy of electricity. And when we look at electricity, when you think about it, I'm looking at a fan right now. I'm looking at a fan in my room. If I plug in that fan, it's going to be a fan. If I plug in my iPod, it's going to be an iPod. Okay. So the thing is, is that it's the same electricity, but it's showing itself in different forms. So Lilith, Tiamat, Pazuzu, all of these entities, they are in many ways this type of energy that when you focus them in a certain direction, that's how they work with you. You know, and just like electricity, you know, it's the same thing. Electricity becomes or is actuated based on the device that is plugged into it. So it's not the same. It's not the same for the fan as it is for the, the iPod. Um, it, it's the same basic energy, but it's not being channeled the same way. And so that's how I feel these entities work and all entities, not just the ones we're speaking of, is that we can move them we can work with them in ways that may not be considered their expected ways of doing things. So like people say, oh, we're going to use Lilith for femme fatale type of stuff. But you can use her for, you know, I need to, to have more money in my life or I need to, you know, for whatever. Um, and they just – and they take on the different forms that they are. You know, and just to, to add one thing to that. Just because some people would say, well, you know, if they're all like electricity, then we could all just use them for the same thing. But the thing is that it's not quite like that. It is electricity, but let's even look at the analogy of the car, right? You have you can have a smart car, right, <laughs> that goes 100 miles an hour. You know, that's the top uh, 100 miles in total, right? Uh, and then you have the Mercedes G-Class that can probably go, you know, 200 miles. But they're both cars. They both can take you to the hospital or be the reason why you're going to the hospital. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's two different entities, but they're doing the same thing in a different way. So that's why when you do a ritual to Lilith for health or you're doing a ritual to Tiamat for health, it's different. You're, you're using that energy in a different way. And they're going to show up in a different way. The more that I talk to people who are experienced in magic and the occult, everybody seems to be saying like consistently, listen, it's about the relationship you have with the entity. It's not so much what yes. they can do for you, because if you have a great relationship with that entity, they can work with you in so many different ways. Yes, exactly. And I said in my Pazuzu book, and this applies across the board, is that in the beginning, when you introduce yourself, you have sort of like this intensity. But then after a while, you don't need to do that anymore. You don't need and, – and you don't need to have all the candles around and, and all these things. You can then create that sort of relationship with these entities. My rituals are an introduction to for, for you to them, and then afterwards, you do your own thing. You know what I mean? And, and – 
and and that's what I, I specifically stated with the Pazuzu thing. My rituals are recommendations only. I never say that they are they must have. I actually say in the book these are recommendations. Just to open up the door. You interact with this spirit however you want to interact with it because they will interact with you. You know, so this is where I where I get rid of the dogma. I have no dogma in my my stuff. And so that's what I'm saying. Just like you were saying, once you build that relationship, all the ritual stuff, all that formality is gone. It's out the window. You don't need it anymore. You can read my book once and you develop that relationship. You don't have to go back to it again. That's it. You got your, your you made that connection. Boom. You want to read my books for the history after that? That's great. But really, my rituals are meant to open the door and then you take it from there. So you work very closely with Pazuzu from what I remember reading. So what sort of relationship do you have with Pazuzu? At this point, I have him as, for some rituals, I have him as a witness, sort of like a, almost like a, how can I say this? It's sort of like a backup, I guess you could say. He's like, he's right behind me, sort of like, all right. And then, or as a primary uh driver to a ritual and you know when i have a ritual that i need um to be a primary ritual where i'm like okay i need like for example i mentioned in the pazuzu book where i had a friend who was seriously cursed by a like a bunch of people so it's not like just one person cursed him and so i knew that pazuzu could not be a witness, he had to be primary in the ritual because his energy moved it in that way. And in the book, uh, as of the time of the book, it broke the curse. It still broke. The curse is still broken. And I mentioned in the book that, um, you know, I sort of pity the people that cursed my friend. And actually, you know, as of the time of the book, I didn't have additional information that I have now, but let's just put it this way. You don't want to mess with Pazuzu. If someone is doing you harm and you use Pazuzu, you probably want to tell Pazuzu to just give protection and nothing more. Just give them a little <laughs> slap on the wrist, right? Not exactly, like, because I found out that it was, you know, these I these people were, were definitely gotten back to, and so worked at the same time and uh, this person is is completely immune to those curses now i mean it, it's it's almost like it just bounces right off um but then there are rituals where i use pazuzu as sort of like a, a witness uh where i do not need quite as much intensity and just the same as i do with uh, a folk saint called saint expedite um, who i'm very close to who becomes sort of a witness. So as I move along in the occult space, I, you, I, 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 I get the term acquire is not the right word, but you tend to great create these relationships with these entities that they sort of become your advocates. So that's, that's really what I'm saying is they become your advocates. So Pazuzu is an advocate, but also sometimes a primary. If somebody were to develop a super strong relationship with Tiamat or Lilith, that then Lilith or Tiamat could also 
maybe break curses and protect them from enemies the same way Pazuzu can? Oh, of course. Of course, of course. Um, and they do it in their different way. Um, whereas you have uh, Lilith, and a lot of people will tell you this if you look on the, on the boards, uh, she has an interesting pattern where she sort of comes at you from from another direction. She, she's not quite as direct in the way that she – well, this is just based on experience and, and also people that I've uh, encountered. Of course, you know, it could be different for other people, but most of the time I've – uh, experience myself and other people where she's she doesn't come directly such as Pazuzu who's sort of like in your face she sort of comes around the corner and she'll so she's the type that might trip you you know she'll put her her, her leg out and trip you where Pazuzu will be right in front of you and be like push you you know so there's a different a different dynamic of how that works how each of these entities work. And and like I said, again, it's the same thing with the electricity. Plug in a fan, it's a fan. Plug in an iPod, it's an iPod. So each energy approaches in a different way. You know, and that's and that's why they, they will protect you from your enemies. Yes, Tiamat and and but they're gonna do it in different ways. You know, and it's unfortunately it's not always predictable how that's gonna be. But one thing I can say about Pazuzu specifically is that when he does, you're going to know about it pretty directly. There's going to be very little ambiguity. I don't think anyone can really explain why. That's just how he operates. Whereas with Lilith, you'll have a little ambiguity, but you will know that something is happening. It sounds like when you have like a, a group of close friends, confidants, advisors... Like you have that one advisor who's a little bit more aggressive. You have that right. one advisor who's a exactly. little bit more like, you know, like back room deal sort of type. Somebody would get these three books, um, Tiamat Unveil, The Magic of Lilith, and Pazuzu Rising. They try one of the rituals in each of the books, and then they choose which one they like the most. Or can they just be like, you know what, I'm just going to have a more casual relationship with all three, which one would be more effective in terms of results? Um, the, the way that I position these rituals in the book, like I said earlier, they're just introductions. Um, really what I would recommend is to develop that personal relationship. There's no doubt about it. Um, my books are really, like I said, really meant to just open the door and to help you or anyone discover that relationship with them, um, I would I I I would start with one at a time. I would start with what resonates with you personally, because some people are like, you know what, I really something in me doesn't want to go with Pazuzu for whatever reason, you know, because some people have an intuition about something. So then don't. Go with the one that you feel connected to. So some people are like, look, I work only with Lilith or I work only with um, Kali or Durga. Look into the one that you feel the most drawn to because I, I'm, not a, I'm not an advocate of what I call collecting 
methods. Okay, I don't like to collect methods. I don't. I, I I don't encourage it. I don't like. Oh, buy everything you can on this, and then what works works. No, I feel if you feel a connection for Tiamat, Lilith, Pazuzu. I mean, if you have a connection to all three, obviously get all three. But if you have a connection to one, work on that one and see how that goes. If it's Kali, Durga, whatever, you know, work on that. And take it from there. For a lot of people, actually, it's been Lilith. Tell you the truth, uh, Lilith and Pazuzu. I mean, Tiamat is a new book, so it's you know, people are still discovering it. But Lilith has been one where a lot of people have been drawn to. But not everyone might will be, you know, and that's fine. So Lilith isn't just for women, correct? I mean, no. No, absolutely not. Uh, that's 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 the misconception because in Western tradition we have Lilith being the ultimate en enemy of men, uh, but she's not. In fact, I mean, I wish I could mention names, but I can't obviously because I didn't ask for permission. I didn't know I was going to mention them. Um, more than half of the emails, and I swear to you, more than half of the emails that I get about my Lilith book are from men. It's from men. Who are connecting with her, um, who are doing uh, – especially the last ritual, which seems to be very popular. I do suspect that some people who add me on Facebook um, you know, are, are adding me because of that book. But uh, when I actually get emails, it's actually mostly for men when it comes to the Lilith book. It's breaking the idea that she's a man-hating, man-killing you know, spirit. If anything, she wants to work with men. She wants to to work through that process, and I think it's it's been a very positive force so far. And so it really is across the gamut. But I will say, mostly men. It's okay, very interesting. So I find it? that so fascinating. Okay, like I am opening up this book on my Kindle right now, uh, The Magic mm -hmm. of Lilith. And yeah. So, because I mean, that's so that's going against everything that one would assume about Lilith and one right. would assume about just what people would use. Or, like, sometimes I feel as though, like, men would just be like, oh, I'm going to go straight to Pazuzu, you know what I mean? Yeah, right. destroy my enemies. Well, but... well, that's the whole thing, you know, and this is where, you know, this is going to be probably a little controversial to say, but I find that people like Pazuzu because there's a sort of macho-ness to it. I'm, I'm against I'm machismo. I, I'm, I'm very much against that. I think that that's, that's sort of ego-driven. Uh, it's interesting. When I first released the Pazuzu book, the comments that I got on Facebook were from women at first. It's so interesting. You could just look at the feed. I mean, it, you know, it's, it's already several months back. But you're going to look at the feed, and it's mostly women. Uh, responding to the Pazuzu book. So it's it's very interesting how the dynamic changes. You you might think, based on the story, that men would like Pazuzu and women would like Lilith. And uh, many women do like Lilith. There's no doubt about that. And it's a very – it's probably overall. But when it comes to people who responded to me, for Lilith, it was mostly men. I personally feel a little bit more drawn towards Pazuzu. Maybe it's because it's to kind of balance out um, right. feminine energy in me. So I can kind of, I can see how that would be. 
And I'm just looking right. at the the, uh, the spells, the rituals for uh, the magic of Lilith. And it's to gain seductive power, to bind somebody, to curse, to gain protection, to gain courage, to gain occult knowledge. That sounds very interesting. Um, yeah. You can sexually dedicate yourself. Um, so it seems like it's not just, okay, like, if you just think of Lilith as, oh, you know, like, femme fatale, then it may be like, why would dudes want to do that? But you see that she can definitely be worked with in so many different ways. It's sort of like, okay, if I want to gain occult knowledge, I can definitely see why lots of men, or even if you want to sexually dedicate yourself to Lilith, I can see a lot of men being like, this is very healing to to work with her in a sexual way. Exactly. I mean, if anyone can heal a male, a man sexually, it would actually be Lilith. She incorporates all of those energies together, and, and especially also for occult wisdom, because part of her story is that she had proclaimed the four-letter name of God, which is you know pretty much forbidden to do. But what she did, she pronounced it just right, uh, because no one really knows how to pronounce it that she gained all this occult power. So she has she suddenly became possessed of all occult wisdom. So she's the perfect and uh, she's actually one of the first <laughs> of the spirits in the western tradition that would be uh, called upon to uh, n- you know to learn occult knowledge and also to understand the sexual dynamics between uh, individuals. She's the first sexual liberator the, of, uh, even though she was a woman, so she liberated, liberated women, but really she represents sexual liberation in general. Psychologically, she's perfect for that, you know, for men and women. It's definitely something that people have to experience. I mean, we can just talk about, oh, what Lilith could do for you, or what Pazuzu could do for you, or Tiamat. And there's many different types of rituals you can do for each of the entities. Um, it, it's, and it's a variety. Like we just mentioned for Lilith, it can be everything from sexually healing yourself to gaining more occult knowledge. So it's, you know, right. and there were like five or six different rituals, and you can just right. choose one. And if you wanted to, and if you're nearby, uh, you know, like an occult store, you could possibly download the book and do a ritual tonight or tomorrow. Like it, it's as accessible as Exactly. That. Yeah. Exactly. And you know, and I and I and I never want people to have something that they don't want. So it's like if you do a ritual, it doesn't work for you, return it. Man. Return the book. Return it. It's a, it's it's okay. You know what I mean? It's it, that's the the whole point of me writing these books is to Give something to someone. If they find it useful, they keep it. If they don't, return it. It's okay. You know, I, I don't take that personally. It's not an ego thing for me. I'm doing this to teach. If, you, if it's not for you, return it. It's completely okay. You know, I'm not one of those people like, oh, if you return it, you know, you just didn't do it right. No, I made it pretty clear how to do it. If You, <laughs> you know, you can't do it wrong. <laughs> so... Uh, you know, and that's my philosophy. So you try it, but again, I would try things one at a time. Try one thing, sit with that for however long you need. You like it, it works for you. It might be the only thing you need, so you don't have to get anything else. 
but it was like, okay, well, let me move up to you know to something else, and then, and and that's the whole thing. I I encourage people to follow their their gut, their follow their intuition. Yeah, that's, we have a lot of different books, right? It's not just about yeah. this Mesopotamia magic, right? You have mm-hmm. tons. Actually, I was looking through like all the books you have. Yeah, you got you, you know you got a few. Yeah. Yeah, I, and and the, and the reason why I have that many, so and I have, you know, five years worth of notes still, um, are the things that I use or have used, and I mention the books when I use them, how I use them, um, that I've used over all of these years. I never write, and this has been my goal. Oh well, I mean, it's there is no other alternative for me, but I only write on topics that I have first-hand experience with. I'll never write on something. And I actually mentioned in one of my podcasts, someone asked me, do you have experience with voodoo? I said, yeah, I have experience with voodoo, but not enough that I consider myself an expert, so you're never going to see a book about that for me because it's, you know, I'm not going to write on something I have no experience in. So everything that I write about is on topics that I have first-hand experience with and use on some level or another. And that's why I have such a diverse group. I, I've never been locked into one particular teaching because I feel that limits you. Because right? there's a lot of people that only do ceremonial magic, a lot of people who do just go Asia, who just do this and that. And, I, and that's good if it works for them, but I feel that there's a limitation there. I mean, try something else, move on to something else. And, but it also helps that I, I happen to read and write Hebrew and Aramaic and these other languages. So it's sort of easier for me also to use those traditions, but I'll never write about anything that I have not had first time experience with. And I also noticed that you have MP3 meditations like audio meditations to go along with yeah. all these deities. Mm-hmm. So let's say that you decide that you're going to try to work with Lilith. You can also right. get an audio, like just download an MP3. Is it a meditation of you leading us through the Lilith energy? Uh, well, there's there are two sets of audios, and again, they're completely optional. They're 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 just used as sort of auxiliary to the the text. It's an incorporation of what they call brainwave entrainment and uh, have a musical accompaniment. Some of them I create, some of them I buy uh, the rights to. Um, And it helps you get into a mindset for your ritual. But anyone who who sort of has a hard time sort of focusing for whatever reason, I mean, everyone has their own uh, situation going. So then I was like, okay, you can use this audio to help you. For me personally, I use brainwave entrainment audios every day for my writing, for whatever I'm doing, because I actually find it works for me, uh, and I need it. I like it. I you know, put on the headphones, and I'm in a in a good space. I know I'm kind of putting you on the spot here, but if you had to choose a song or an image from a TV show or a movie to represent Tiamat, Lilith, Pazuzu, each one respectively. What would you do? Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> for Lilith, it's completely kitschy, and I think it's just a funny song to have. But for Lilith, Hall & Oates, Man Eater. Oh, here she comes. 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 Here she comes.
But it's such a, 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 yeah, exactly, an awesome song. Maybe for Pazuzu, I can use. It's going to be a metal song. It's maybe a little bit old school. I would use Morbid Angels, God of Emptiness. Tiamat. Let me think of Tiamat here. Maybe Lacuna Coil. Wait, wait. There's one song. Oh my God! If you could see my face right now, um, I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. Yeah, let us know in the comments. Like, which one do you feel the most drawn to? Tiamat, Lilith, Pazuzu. What's sort of like your first gut feeling from what you've heard in this interview, the sort of historical context that, that Ball shared with us? Like, is there anything that kind of piques your interest right now? Thank you so much for joining me today. This was a really cool conversation, and I love how you described uh, magic ritual as a science experiment in an occult space. That was light bulb no. moment. That's awesome. No, no, thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, thank you again for reaching out. I, I hope that you and your audience uh, enjoy my books. And I'd be very curious as well to see what they think, where, who they resonate with, Lilith, Pazuzu, Tiamat. That would be great. Yeah, comment down below, guys. Thanks again, Paul. Bye, guys. Hey everyone, thank you so much for listening to the Witches and Wine audio experience. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider supporting me on Patreon. You can choose between a few membership tiers. They're super affordable and flexible. Your membership helps me continue making videos, podcasts, articles, lots of different things about all the sweet witchy stuff. Links are in the show notes. Also, don't forget to go on iTunes and give this a five-star rating. Each five-star rating helps rank this podcast higher in searches so that as many witches can find and enjoy these episodes as well. Until next time, this is Chawan signing off. <laughs>